when I usually go into battle, I always do this. Tear off my sleeves. I was going into a different kind of battle this time. <laughs> People's court is in session. That's actually top. I see why you did circuit it. Circuit court. People's circuit court is in session. Murray, uh, first off, I just want to thank everybody for watch or listening to Run Hide Fight. You know, we've been trying to work in a little bit more of modern movies. We still uh, don't know how to make it work because the movies they just they aren't what well, they used to be. It doesn't help when it's a movie you can only get on a right wing website. Right wing website. I'm glad, horrible access. I'm glad to it. you guys took my advice and didn't give them your money and instead listened to our yes, review. Yes, they absolutely deserve nobody's money. Um, they we are, deserve money, but we gave it to you for free. Yes. And uh, the other thing that's just uh, I, I, I love and hate about that movie, they they went as far as to give it the most tasteless, controversial headline, nothing behind it. The characters are boring. They they didn't punch up at all. Like, there, was there anything about the controver like in the movie that was controversial? Um, dad shooting a kid. Dad shooting a kid. Kid mocking a girl's Christianity. Oh yeah, super. That was super controversial. I was really uh, irked uh, by the joke, terrible Joker impression. Yeah. That really bothered me. I so I'm gonna but. Points for falling through a drop ceiling. That Points. made it up for yeah. me. The hyper-realism we talk about a lot in that episode. <laughs> Go listen most, to it. That's the most realistic thing I've ever seen in any movie we've covered. Yep. Kudos. But, Murray, we're going into a movie we're today. We're back where we belong. This is our wheelhouse. Uh, it's 89, so it's still right there. It's right in the On thick the of cusp. it. Thick as Steve James' beautiful mustache. Ooh, I'm just thinking about it right now. It feels and good to be back. We, I think the last time we talked about Steve James is probably like American Ninja 3. Yeah, that was yeah, a long that right. time ago. And uh, It's like, always bittersweet, though, when we do it, Steve James, because there's so few Steve it's James It's so movies. few. We, we, we were on uh, our good friend Stewart's podcast recently. We yeah, so talk if, we're, about... if we're like tired, we're starting to flag, blame Stewart. Yeah, we talked we, to him for nine and a half hours. On his, we, we can't, we, you know us. We can't talk for at least mat, minimum two, three hours to anybody. Oh, yeah. This is the joy of connecting with people. Right. Really. It's so I much know. fun. Like Much like guys, this movie, we're going to learn the joy of connecting with people. Yeah. We're not, we're not different. We're all the same underneath our skins. <laughs> you just need a handsome one to Pepsi. Calms everything. Right. Suicidal tendencies. They did the song about it. Just give me a Pepsi. Caitlyn Jenner, Kylie Jenner, one of them gave a police officer a Pepsi. Black Lives Matter was ended right there. So uh, racist people, you're on check here. Oh, that's fun that I threw racism in there because this movie is about race. This is a movie tying it, tying it in with last week's movie, Run, Hide, Fight. Controversial premise to the movie. I had no idea what this movie was, as most movies we watch. You didn't really feed me a whole premise to this I just movie. Said Steve James is great. That's all you need to know. That's all. Well, you just say Steve James. I'm already watching. Can that. I just say I've I've been really paying attention to voices lately because apparently one of our our coolest listeners 
likes our voice, well, hates your voice, loves my voice. And so I've been paying attention to voices. And I got to say, Steve James had a great, I didn't really know he has a great voice. Oh, Archer. He was it's beautiful. Just, it's very easy. He's very uh, commanding, yet yep. warm. You know, it's not yes. intimidating. Yes, it, he didn't like do the uh, weatherman black guy voice either. No. You know, where they kind of whiten it up a bit. He he had this beautiful voice. Everything about Steve James. It's like, why didn't we get more of Steve James? God had and God needed him. He took him at forty two. God, so he's up there with God to be his yeah. wingman. Yeah, he's the. Look, he needs to be the star, people, not wingman. Even for God. I know people would be like, God's the ultimate. No. He needs to be the star. Man was made in Steve James' image. Yes. And I got, I got, I'm got. going to go as far to say that I don't think there would be a Barack Obama without Steve James. I think Barack Obama patterned his whole life and his demeanor uh, after Steve James. And that's why he's the first black president. Because Steve James would have been the first you black president. You know what? We're not going to talk about his podcast because you don't po- plug podcasts on other poca- podcasts. I don't, know. That's a callback <laughs> to another podcast that we just did, Stewart's Podcast, which is a great podcast. Find his website in the show notes. and uh, But he, you know, he does that thing with Bruce Springsteen. I bet he talks about it all the time. I bet it's, I bet you most mean of the episodes. DWI, Bruce Springsteen, the guy that should never be near any Jeeps ever? Oh, yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, fuck him. So, Murray, before you interrupted me, this movie ties That's back into Run, Hide, Fight because there's a premise that is unknown. But if you talk about it, people are like, oh, shit. That's offensive because well I guess it's not offensive but they might think it's kind of murky what waters. What is offensive? Yeah. Ugh. And so this movie is about Steve James, who's a wall. He runs away from MPs. He was being put in a Georgia federal, federal prison, waiting to be court martialed. Yeah, and uh, he escapes and he goes into a troubled town where there's a incredible called Riverbend. Called Riverbend, incredibly racist sheriff. Who is uh? He just does whatever he pleases, and so that'll lead us into Sheriff Jake. Is he not one of the most <laughs> interesting villains we've ever dealt with? He's the ballsiest racist villain I've ever seen. He has like, a gun pointed at him, and he's still dropping n bombs. Yeah, yeah. By the he, way, I want to point out this is a period piece. It's set in 1966, so a lot of n bombs in this movie. That's just, the way people talk back then. Over, and it's the South too. Yeah, racist so. South. Oh, man. Uh, this is on YouTube, by the way, if you want to see it. I think it's the only way you can see this I, th- I believe so. I couldn't find it anywhere else. So go in, check it out, hear crazy-ass Sheriff Jake just throw an N-word everywhere. The, it's it's that. you They get the subtle racism that still exists in the South where they're just, you know, kind of like the Vince McMahon racism where black Nonchalant people— racism. Yeah, black people have really hard heads and like to dance. Well, there are two kinds of black people, according to Sheriff Jake. Yeah. There's the thugs, and there's smiling and dancing, and there's nothing in between. That's nothing in between. So Sheriff Jake obviously— is an incredibly offensive character. Meant to be, yeah. He's meant to be. We're not supposed to root for him. And guess what, everybody? He gets his comeuppance. Oh, Donald Trump probably roots for him. Yeah. yeah. He gets his comeuppance because, you know, that that's what should happen. We should be squashing this, unlike the Green Book, where they try to make it like everyone's just fun. Back to the Green Book. I fucking hate that movie. Stewart's going to be happy to hear that. I just can't let this one go. We should point out that this is not a canon movie, but it's damn near close. It because is. Because we yeah. have Steve James. One of his one of his only 
two starring roles. Of course, the other one's Street Hunter, which we already did. Check it out. Yep, check it out. And it's directed by the man who did gave us Revenge of the Ninja, who gave us American Ninja, who gave us Breaking. I'm still, I'm, I got a blast off on Sam here. Sam Furstenberg? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about Sam Furstenberg because he saw Michael Dudikoff and said, that is the American Ninja. I don't think he had anything to do. I think that was whole, Menachem uh, He Golan. was quoted saying that. Oh, he has a hard on for duty, though. That was in that book. Oh. Uh, that you have Good. that was one of the quotes in there was from Sam Furstenberg saying I saw Michael Dudikoff and I said that's the Can't American perfect. ninja that was clearly like he saw three dudes one of them was me doing the Chicago accent and he said oh no and then Michael Dudikoff stepped up next and he's like that guy's perfect it's just because I was the ugly girl next to the media you know like the five girl Mediocre you know girl, yeah. so that's how we got the job I think I I Sounds makes sense to me. So perfect team. Furstenberg, Steve James. Back together again. And uh one other thing we have to include in this episode, because of course, you know, whenever we do uh a mainly black cast, we have to point out when we have a good white person and a right. little There's only one. There's only ever one. And uh we call it, of course, one of the good ones. Yeah. And so we have one of the good ones in this movie, Cook. But he's He's kind of weird for me. Like, I don't know if you 100% agree br- with me well, on this. He's not that brave of a white guy. Like, he wants to help black people as long as it inconvenience him. Like, he does it, he does it like, slyly. Like, he'll go behind people's back and be like, can I help you out? And then when it's in front of the whole crowd, he'll be like, yeah, they shouldn't have done this. Like, there's the moment when he says, guys, I'm all for you and everything, but this isn't the way to do it. Like, he's... I don't know. I don't playing know. both sides. He's a exactly. He's a little playing both sides, and I, I he irritated me. Well, I want to point out people are probably wondering why did we start this episode with the People's Court theme because the music is so bad in this movie. Oh, it sounds man. like People's Court. It's that dun dun dun. Yeah. And it's like the worst Casio keyboard they're playing. They, they're actually just playing the pre-programmed shit you get when you get a Casio keyboard. <laughs> like, not even original beats. It's just like, bum, 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 bum. We'll see. I, I, I am going to try. There's a couple things I want to try to grab from this movie because if you're going to pitch this movie to somebody, you pitch Sheriff Jake and you see some crazy racism, um, and then you pitch the montage. Because people talk about Rocky IV's montage, well, all the Rocky montages, but this is this movie has a montage where Steve James teaches people how to make a headband and rip their sleeves off. Right, we get we get the everyone always wondered why does Steve James cut off his sleeves? Well, we get the explanation in this movie. That's like you know, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, the ultimate question for the universe, you know, and everything. 42. No. How did Steve James cut his sleeves off? Why, rather, did right. Steve James cut his sleeves off? Man. Man. I'm just, I'm so excited to talk about Steve James, right. Murray. I think well, we should do let's it. Let's get to the trailer then. I have nothing prepared for this. I'm just going to I'm really it. interested. Is there going to be a trailer? Because this movie's yes, been. Okay. Uh, so, hey, sit right back, get on your raft, take a trip down the riverbend. Riverbend, Georgia, 1966. A timeless community where nothing changes. There'll be some trouble if you come to town this morning. Fuckers, I'm warning you! You can't just go on killing Negroes. Times have changed. Now, we all know what happened to Marcus. Now, there's the example of a man going to the law. And God damn it, look what happened to him. Now, come on out here, boy. I want to talk to you. I'm doing the talking. I'm going to take care of this now. 
Margaret Avery. Steve James, Tony Franks. Me, Two men locked in combat. You make you bad? This has been a long time coming. Come on! Riverbend, the battle for freedom has just begun. Alright, we're opening up. We've got a character who's unnamed coming out of a dilapidated White House. And he's going to see The house is painted white. They're not it's not a white house. I'm oh yeah, yeah. Good call. His wife looking all bedraggled, hair all messy, doesn't care about her appearance at all, he's got no shoes on. Yeah, Bell. He well we learned his name is Marcus, and he's going to the circuit judge. Yep. He's circuit judge he's, is coming to bring in the papers. town. They didn't really explain what was on these papers. No. He he's, just kept saying, I got the evidence right here. And this is like Neil Breen level. I've got the evidence right. on this. He did you have know. The, so he had the, he had a he had a thirteen sided die. Because black people aren't allowed in this country, in this city to have a twenty one sided. Oh. They're like, you're gonna have less than half. <laughs> okay. Thirteen. And the un- unluckiest number of all. <laughs> There would be more than half in the case of 13, or 21, but okay. You're right. <laughs> so, <laughs> math wasn't my thing. That's why I'm doing podcasts. Yeah. So he's like, he's all crippled and shit. He's all limping. And he's like, he's going to walk to town. They live on the outskirts of Riverbend. It's 1966, so you know, the Never- truck, they even brought it up. The truck they have does not run. It's true. And so he's walking there. And then, then we see we meet the villain of this movie, Sheriff Buford T. Jake. And he's whittling. I thought whittling you're supposed to like try to make something. He's just cutting wood. Well, he is just that big of a piece of shit. He's just he, he. I think he likes to do this thing where he's like, "Well, this guy was a vampire, and that's why I killed him with a wooden stake." So I think he's preparing a wooden stake. So he's like on the porch of the sheriff's department, kicking back, leaning back in his chair. We see uh, what was the share, the deputy's name? I don't know what what's the Andy Griffith character? Uh, Barney Foyf. Let's call him Barney. Barney, he's this deep throat and a cigar. You know he's got some issues with black people. He wants, <sighs> he wants some black dick in his mouth. Yeah, and he's like, Sheriff, doesn't that look like Mark is coming into town? What's what are those papers? Like, I don't like black man carrying papers. <laughs> what are those papers? Well, that's what they said. They didn't say, they didn't say what was in his papers. Uh, heard, I guess once every two years, the circuit judge comes to town, and you can give him papers. And that, that's going to do something. It's going to help black people. Yeah, and the circuit judge, by the way, is only coming in for like the weekend or something, and then he's popping right back out right. of town. So this is their window. Traveling circuit judge. It's a traveling circuit he's judge. He's doing the circuit. He's doing the circuit. <laughs> That's what, now you know what that means, people. 
So he's like, ain't no black man. He didn't say black man. He's dropping the N-bombs. Guys, yeah, right. so many. He's like, this is an N-word uh, warning for you. Yeah. If you do watch this movie, you're going to hear it about. It's basically Django Unchained. Yeah, I think uh, Tarantino did say this movie inspired a lot of Django. Yeah, okay. it makes sense. I mean, what's his face? Uh, what's that guy's name? He was Django. Oh, yeah. Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. He wishes he was Steve James. Yeah. And I, I bet you if Steve James was alive, I'm pretty sure Quentin Tarantino was a fan and he would have put him in this, that role. Dude, oh my God, can you think about that? Imagine Tarantino he made, Steve James movie. He would have made Steve James a star that he deserves to be. Yeah. Pulp Fiction with Steve James in it. Oh, they would instead of Samuel Jackson. No, they would have been like, "No, John Travolta, you're gone." Steve oh, James, good. Samuel Jackson. Oh, I just blew my mind. God damn you, God, for taking us from him, taking Did us this, from see, us. I should say this is why we can't do the rest of the Revelation Roads because we can't go back into Christianity knowing that God took uh, Steve James from us. Right. And, oh, he had so many he more says, movies it's to make. Mine. Oh, he took Steve James. God is a little girl, clearly. Yeah, jealous. Yeah. And so we see Mark and ain't no black folk going to bring any papers to my town. Oh, hey, yeah. boy, what you doing? He's like, I've had enough of you, sir. These are the papers, and I'm going to give them to the circuit. You are not going to give them papers, boy. And he goes, I indeed I will. And he turns around, and then immediately, you, once the cop sees a black man walking away from him. And by the way, everybody in town has gathered around. They're yes. watching this because it's a big ruckus. And they saw Marcus come into town, and he was just throwing those papers in the air. Like, he just didn't care. And everybody was paying attention. Cook was there as well, just like, I don't know if you should do this, Marcus. The sheriff is in one of those moods again. He's talking about vampires everywhere. He's got that. He's got a new whittled steak ready to go, sharp, with a silver tip. And hey, you yeah. When a black man turns his back on a cop, that means you can kill the guy. You can shoot him in the back. By the way, he is about 35 feet away from him. Yeah. He has turned his back. He starts walking away. The Unarmed. sheriff says, don't you turn your back on me. I'm going to arrest you. I'm standing my own ground. And then I'm he feeling goes, threatened. Oh. Bam. Shoots him right in the back. Kills him. He goes up. He was going to shoot him in the face after that, but then the, 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 the I think it was Cook was like, "Okay, it's enough. He's dead." Yeah, yeah. I think Cook went over to see if Marcus Circuit was Judge okay. obviously heard nothing of this. It's like it, he must be it must be this place where uh, run hide fight happened, where no one hears gunshots. Nobody ever. hears. It. Well, he had not rolled into was town yet. Run hide fight set in River Bend, Georgia. I think it was. Good. Uh, no, the Circuit Judge wasn't in town yet. Oh, he was good. still on his way. But all the townsfolk you think would talk about it. You think Cook might go, if he really is one of the good ones, you think he'd go to town and say, this whole town just watched the sheriff murder an innocent man from 45 yards away, said he was, res tell him the whole story. No, but no, well, the no sheriff one does. Like, you saw it. He pulled, he's going to pull a gun on me. Yeah. You saw it. I saw him go for his waistband. And you're going to sign some affidavit saying you saw that. And Cook's like, I may not do that. Yeah. Good day, sir. I will sign it, but I, I want you to know I'm doing it in distress. I'm not happy with you. So he makes Barney take everybody and inside. I want to say something. It's so glad that this, we've left these times behind where you know cops were shooting black men in the back. I'm glad we don't have to deal with it anymore. That's that's a thing of the past. That's... We don't, yeah. Th th I can't imagine in today's Discord on the social medias and everything if we had to deal with, like, level of racism like this. It would just blow everything up, 
You know, you would end up with like a Donald Trump as president or something, something crazy like that. But we're, I'm just thankful we live in the time of Steve James right now. Let's go. Well, let's... I need a taste of Steve James because he <laughs> is. Oh, Murray, did you did you hear yourself right there? No, I didn't. The taste of Steve James, <laughs> guys, coming soon from Mermadden Productions. The taste is Steve James. Is it? A very black coffee to go do the coffee. This one gets you. Hyped. Oh my god! It could be that, or I'm thinking even we get into the Bronson sex wear again, where it's like you apply ten inches it. of midnight. It, it, it's like one of those things where it's like body chocolate or something, and you lick it off your lover, and oh my god, you get the taste All of Steve James while stay you're tuned fucking. Next week we might have a new product. <laughs> but uh, see, this is this is why we ramble, people, because the ideas just come out. We just get high on our own farts. This is how we ramble, Jack. You're not listening. So we, we're in a car. It's an MP. It's a military car. We see our man, Steve, in the back seat yep. with two other black gentlemen, and they're being drive, driven by an MP. Just like the A-team. They're in trouble for a crime they didn't commit. Exactly. Well, they did commit a crime, but it was, it's not really a crime as far as I'm concerned. Wait, wasn't this the same crime the A-team commit, though, where they were given a direct order, but it was like, hey, murder these innocent people? And they're like, no, we're not going to do that. I don't remember. I think it was. But anyway, they're driving. Th- apparently, they're, they're back from Nam. Mm-hmm. And they're being taken to a federal prison to be held for a like. There's military like yeah. jails and shit. I don't right. know. It's just a way to get Steve James to this fucking town. It was basically. it was a very big stretch. even they like wrenching is kind of crazy. Yeah, like, like one of his friends is he's got he's uh, Major Sam Quentin. Yes, Sam Quentin, Sam Quentin, and his buddies Butch and Tony is his. Uh, um, I don't know two friends. Two, well, they're whatever they're. I don't know what commanding. Where's the officer? What's the commanding officer? Who is the? Oh, I, I subordinates. We'll say sure. And they're getting ready. To be, they they are getting ready to be court martialed. They're gonna be held in this Georgia prison until such things happen. I don't remember if this was Butch or Tony's idea. I think it was Tony because Butch is kind of a wuss. He just he just no, does Butch whatever. Is loyal to Quentin. Yes, he Tony just, is a loose cannon. Tony's the loose cannon here, so I'm pretty sure this was Tony's idea. No, it was. I think it was. It was Steve's. I think it was. Sam oh, you Quentin. think it was Quinton's? Quinton's like, hey, we're about to roll up on this. Can I have a cigarette? One last cigarette before I go? And they're like, sure. Well, he says, yeah, actually, Tony's like, he's asking for Tony. He's like, Tony would like a cigarette. Or, oh. but no, yeah, it was Tony. <laughs> and I mix him up. <laughs> Tony's got so a beard, and Butch has a mustache. <laughs> Butch sounds like a guy who'd be more insubordinate, though. That's what it confused. I me. know. That's what I'm saying. It's, yeah. it's just it. Anyways, they start a little fire. They stop well, the truck. Well, there's happens to be like uh, a newspaper, some crumbled up uh, uh, podcast notes on the floor. <laughs> they're going over because they were going to be guests on our show, and they just <laughs> light it on fire and like smoke and like, hey, guys, stop the car. This fire, brilliant plan, Quentin. And uh, they stop the car, and then Steve James he does his patented American Ninja moves. Like, don't we be doing this shit in '66? He's like, Pyaw! like roundhouse and motherfuckers. And they take off. Yeah, and we catch back up to them. They're they're sitting by a little creek and they're splashing themselves. You love, in the water. You love, I love Steve. I love all of Steve's body motions. He's like crouching like a panther. Yes. Like, they're all like drinking. He's like, yeah. Like He's that. always ready. He's on that. Why edge. we got that video? Because I, I did a great impression of Steve James it's Crouch. Great. It would only been acceptable for acceptable for OnlyFans because we're in the nude as we record this. That's how as we do. always, we like to be comfortable. You can't talk Steve James without you know. I mean, I even dyed my mustache black for this because that's not Did too far. Do you notice that Steve, like, I think he's getting into the period piece. 
His mustache was a little smaller. He usually has that gigantic mustache. I noticed that. Yeah. I, you know, I noticed it, but I didn't notice it because I was like, something's off about Steve. Yeah. That's what it was. a little was. skinnier. It was. It was. So they're sipping on that uh, creek water, which is probably going to give them horrible. Tony's like, why did I ever listen to you, Quentin? We're always getting in trouble. And Quentin just takes charge. He's like, look, you know I'm right. Listen to what I'm going to say. We're going to get out of this. So they hear a dog, and they go running after the dog bark or I thought, something. I thought they were running from the dog. I, I have they're... no clue. I just heard a dog bark, and they take off running, and that's when we cut over, and all the to- uh, the black townsfolk are getting together for a nice little uh, meeting at night to discuss this whole situation with Marcus. Right, and they're like, some, some of them are like, we got to fight, like the Black Panthers, man. We can't. Fuck this shit And they're like And the other guy's like Wait man They got way more guns than us We're gonna get killed You know They're discussing it You know And just as they're about to come To some kind of agreement A boy Sheriff Jake rolls in He's not our boy Well that's I'm not, I don't mean it Yeah Literally And he's like Hey there boy What y'all doing no. He rolls with a crew Of like eight people And I'm pretty sure Barney was there But then I I think the other six were just townsfolk because they were wearing suspenders well, and shit. Well, they're a posse. He deputized them. Yeah, exactly. Because but in the city, I, I, it was the same thing in Mayberry. I'm glad you brought up Andy Griffith. Could two guys police like a fight, like this crime take a day off? Like, I'm sorry, I can't deal with crime. It's not my it's my day off. Like, there's right. two people in charge, of, like protecting this whole town. I mean, we're not talking about. L.A. in the 80s where there's 500 people. How right, many people? Riverbend. There's at least 5,000 people 5, living in Riverbend, people. Georgia in 1966. It's a ama- Like, if you watch this movie, if you're just impressed by good camera work shots and everything, the end of this movie, how they get 5,000 people in that, that town square. Beautiful crane shot. And it's perfectly split. 2,500 white folk, 2,500 black yeah. folk. It's amazing. And yet the two uh, police forces are two white people. It's weird. Weird how that worked out. So Sheriff Jake's like, you guys are up to something, ain't y'all? And they're like, we're not up to anything. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. He went for a gun! Fire! And they just all just unload on this house. Oh, God, man. And it's just, it's getting scary. Everyone's shooting. All the hillbillies that are deputized are just yelling out all their slurs, too. Get that. What was a, yeah! Oh, wait, no. I, I, I don't remember what movie I'm even referencing. Why am I doing this? <laughs> I why, why do I do this? Suffice it to say, they're trying to shut black people down from protecting themselves. It's all about fear, dude. This this culture of fear they're trying to create. Yeah, exactly. Got to keep it It's down. been working for 200 years or 300 years, however long it was. Oh, yeah. So, okay, this is bumming me out. Let's get back to our man Steve James. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Sam Firstberg knows how to put a film together because we're all bummed out seeing this awful sheriff yelling out racial slurs, murdering people judiciously, apparently. Then then you just give us that sweet kiss of Steve. Mm. Mm. The taste of Steve James. <laughs> That's... That should be his memoirs, The Taste of Steve James. Mm. So they find a, him and Tony and Butch find a farmhouse. It just so happens to be Marcus's widow's house. and they Very do, convenient. Yes, very convenient. And he sees a young boy like with a fishing rod. He tries to like, like bond with them. I like how they stake out the house, too, because they're, you know, they're army men. So Steve James is coordinating with his boys. They're using hand signals and everything. They're surrounding the house, making sure everything's clear. Right. And then he, he's like, okay, it's all clear. And he just walks up, opens the little white picket fence, and hey there, son, that's a nice fishing pole. You and your old man got to go fishing? 
But uh, before he can get any answers out of the kid, Belle shows up, and she's got she's got. You, you think she would be cooler about it, but she was she's on edge. She's playing hard to get. She's playing she hard sees, to get. She sees that mustache. She's like, I met the man of my dreams. But yeah. Play cool, play cool. And mind you, she lost her husband yesterday. Yes. And you already see that she's falling for Steve James. Once you get an opportunity to fuck Steve James, you do not let that get away. Well, I it's just if we had this movie in 4K, if we had it on Laserdisc, you could probably see the essence, the taste of Steve James just <laughs> in the air. The, the part- flavor of we've, Steve James. We've learned so much about particulates over COVID and everything. Like The particulates <laughs> probably would just get you going. So I, I get it. I get it. Well, we all get it. Yeah. And he's like, evening, uh, ma'am. It's the afternoon. He says evening for some reason. He's like... <laughs> That's just how people talked in 66, Murray. Do you, uh, what do you say, like, just mind if we hang, hide out because, you know. Yeah, he's trying to get her to let them in, and she's, like you said, playing hard to get. Like, we don't trust. Does she have a gun on him? I think she has a She does gun. have, uh, okay. you know what? She does not have a gun on him. Uh, she, he gets the gun like, or no, maybe she did. Anyways, we're, we keep doing this. We gotta stop doing this. <laughs> yeah, so, she is not willing to let him in, and then Tony, in the distance, actually it was Butch, spots a cop car on the horizon and he goes, Oh, sh- the fucking cops are coming. So Steve's like, well, fuck it. No more, no more time for casualties. No pleasantries here. And they just force their way into Bell's house. And in the middle of the living room, as we slowly see the cop winding down the road and appearing in the front window, Bell is like begrudgingly. Okay. I'll help you out. Cause I, I think Steve told well, her straight up. I, and I think she sees the sheriff who killed her husband. So she's like, all right, if if, if this guy hates you, I like you. Yeah, yeah. So the sheriff's like, even if Miss Bell, shame about having to murder your husband like that. I got to tell you, it was real bad, very stupid of him. Blame the victim. To charge after me with a soul like he did. Everybody saw it. Everyone's talking about it in town. And he's like, no, that's out of the way. I feel bad about that, but have you seen any of these African-Americans running around There's here? three of them running around. They escaped from the military police. And she's like, I haven't seen anybody. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. How about a gentleman? Are you seeing any gentleman? Because I got to tell you, I got a dick that won't quit. And you are a widow. I see a match made in heaven here. And she's like, get off my property. <laughs> and he's like, all right, but if you want this little tiny white dick, you know where to go. <laughs> so he gets in his car, takes off, and then Steve wipes his brow. And she's like, look, if that motherfucker doesn't like you. I love you, so you can stay. But only for a night. Yeah. And in the shack, out back. And like Steve's like a gentleman, we can do that. Ma'am? I appreciate you for your service. All right. So we're going back to the sheriff. It's night Terrorizing the black community nonstop. This might be one. Like, all of, all of his maneuvers are incredibly ballsy. We were talking about it in the opening segment. This is one of the ballsiest things he does. He is the epitome of white entitlement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. White privilege. He rolls up on the roadhouse for the black... The, one place of solace the black people in town can have where they can just let their hair down and party and, yep. you know, dance. He's got, he's got to ruin that. He's got to ruin their fun, dude. It's 8 p.m. It's not even, like, 2 in the morning or anything. It's, it's early in the night. The night is still just a puppy, and he rolls in. What's with all this loud music? 
What are you guys doing in here? What are you celebrating? You and your hippity hoppity music. Oh God! And they're like, and like what? And like, I'm shutting the place down. You're disobeying curfew. I don't want a gathering of you folk more than two. And then one, and then he's like, I and one of the girls there can she's at least seventeen, the most. Yeah, he's Matt Gaten series. I could take you across the state line, honey. Oh yeah, perfect Matt Gates age. And her brother Mike like notices that. And he's like, "Hey, we ain't doing anything wrong." Mike, I swear, I thought it was he was a spitting image of Antonio Fargas. Oh, AKA big Huggy, time! I didn't see it. I looked then... it up. He wasn't. Oh, it wasn't yeah. him. It was. I thought that's his son, a brother. No, he's not even related to Antonio Fargas. The only like okay. We built this up so well because we know Sheriff has huge balls and he's get, he's ripe to murder anybody at any second. But the fact because he rolls out a big old big old boy and Mike throws it back in his face and he's like, "It's eight o'clock. We can we can hippity hop if we want to." Boy, he threw the boy right. in his face. So I, we were both thinking the same thing. Like, fuck, Mike, you're about to get, you know, something's about to happen to you. No, he just, he just punches Mike's lights out. <laughs> just punches Mike's lights out. <laughs> <And> he, goes, <laughs> he goes, ain't nobody wear here even wearing a mask. This is, <laughs> oh, I will not stand for this. Have you been vaccinated? Let me see your cards. And they're like, we're not allowed to. We're black. They don't give, won't give us the vaccine. I don't care. That's no excuse, boy. So after he punches out Mike, like you would expect, everybody's in a frenzy, uh-huh. and they're all they all take a step towards the sheriff. But the sheriff grabs Mike's uh, sister, his sister, yeah, and Pauline. Puts, puts a girl. Oh yeah, Pauline puts a gun to her head. Yeah, takes her hostage. Yeah, he's like, all right, you guys, just y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Calm down. Remember, Fat Man, because the bartender's name's Fat Man. Yes, it's uh, Fat Man. Uh, remember, Fat Man. It's time to close down. Curfew is in order. And he just he just walks backwards out of there. No, I'll kill her. I swear I will. Yeah. Takes her to this cop car, drives her to the band, the old band Sparks factory. They got shut down, Nothing put all the people out of work. good happens in an abandoned factory. And this, this, was, this wasn't even, I was shocked it wasn't on the river. Because usually you know bad shit happens on the river. Yeah, maybe on that. Maybe maybe we just didn't see the side. And and then he's just he looks at her, wipes some fucking chaw off his lip. Oh God! Oh. And then he just licks her like Job of the Hut licks Princess Leia. God <laughs> damn! And then he goes to town on her brutally. You're almost. painting such a beautiful visceral picture here. It's it's making <laughs> my skin crawl. I don't know if it's beautiful, but it's visceral. Well, I just mean the details are going into Murray. I, Work he, of yeah, art. He didn't he didn't pull a, a, a gold bloom. We fortunately didn't get to see his crack. Oh God! But we know he's going in for the attack, and he's just slobbering all over this poor woman. I, re- you know, when you bring up Sam Pop- Furstenberg, thank you for showing restraint. He yeah, cut away. He's like, no, nobody can handle this. I, I, I mean, when you talk ass and legs, I just think about what Joe would think about their ass and legs. So, <laughs> and, well, what? Yeah, you would not That's, appreciate. Don't worry, everybody. We're pre- preparing a whole thing with Joe Coleman where he's going to be raiding body parts. <laughs> so we got, we got that locked and loaded in the future. Anyways, so we're I going... don't think he'd like Sheriff Jake's body at all. No, <laughs> no one does. No, he his body. That's rep- why he has to rape people. His body represents the evil uh, that his soul contains. So we go back over Quentin. It's the next morning. He's learning a little bit more. He's out front. He's, he's... in disguise. He's got a flannel shirt, yep. some blue jeans on, some dungarees. Fits him perfectly, like a glove. And he's just nonchalantly oh. shining this this long black. Shotgun. Oh, like letting you know what's the going on. The taste of Steve James. I know. It's just, 
waft, wafting God, up on her. This man starred in two movies. And one of them he had to do himself to get made. Fuck. People were jealous, dude. People were just jealous in Hollywood. When, when all these idiot white people learn about systemic racism, th- this is going to be the proof right here. Steve right. James was the star of two movies, and yeah. then they'll, that'll be what finally gets them to understand it. So he's just shining the rod of his gun, and, and, and Belle's taking notice. She knows what's up. You oh, notice yeah. she started, her hair's done now because she was a slob before when she was married. <laughs> And now she's got her hairs all did, and she's she's, she's got like the the outfit where it's like right. she's got the dress Sunday where just yep, yeah, Sunday's the fuck me pumps. She's got it all. She's got the she ain't wearing no payless shoes. Let's call out the taffy. <laughs> uh, and yeah, she's looking good because she's got she's got some reason to look good. It's Steve fucking James. Oh yeah, and uh, I want got- to point out I, I give her credit because her her fucking husband he looked like. He looked like the fucking drawing of Uncle Ben on the rice. He was like this fucking scrawny, balding. He looked old. He looked tired. He looked he like looked, Uncle Ben. He was hobbling along. So it was like, what's with this marriage? Clearly, she wasn't happy. Yeah, obviously, his dick didn't work. You can tell. It's probably way he blimped. hundred percent. She only got that one kid 10 years ago. So you know it's not working. I don't know right. what's happening with this man, but clearly it was a loveless marriage. It was probably just something. So while he's pitching woo to Belle, we see in the background our boys Tony and uh, Butch, Butch. sonologue, literally. And Butch and Tony's like, man, he's always fucking all the bitches. Yeah. I'm sick of this shit. I'm just going to take off. I'm, I'm out of here. And he's like, but, uh, Butch is like, listen, he's never did us wrong before. He's, like, he's been the greatest fucking commanding officer we ever had. He cares about us. I'm going to do what he says, and you need to listen. And he's like, well, all right, I will, but I'm, I'm telling oh, you. Oh, no, he, Tony will not be shut up it takes a stiff and i love this about this movie we love this opening line well this beginning line i don't know what to call it but we love this because he puts an end to tony's bickering by going look man and we know this from legion of iron you know look man that's the that well because he used that speech because he notices that tony was getting jealous he's like Pussy mind gets you hard, but makes your brain soft. Your brain's soft right now because you know fucking everyone wants to fuck Quentin. Yeah. Look at him. I want to fuck him. Yeah. Anyway, so as uh, they're sitting out front, Fat Man rolls up with some uh, with one uh, other guy, Robin. Yeah, Fat Man Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Another dad uh, joke for second week in a row. Yeah, so Fat Man and Robin show up, and they're like. They only have one. Apparently, they only have one gun. All the black people have one gun they okay. share. In the scene we saw earlier, where the, uh, the black folk had gathered, like there was fifteen guns in the house, got taken away, confiscated. <laughs> oh, that! Oh my God! All right. Yeah. See, this is why people need us. Investigative journalists of action. That's how they keep black people down. They deprive them of the right to bear arms. Yeah, no one, no one said anything about their Second Amendment. So they're like, "Bell, can we borrow your gun to kill Sheriff Jake?" <laughs> and Quentin, like he's like lurking in the background. Like, mm-hmm. He's like he's he's snickering right. as he's whittling a piece of wood himself. <laughs> <laughs> I like I read the scene the same way. I like how you pointed out. He like offers some assistance. Like, well, that's not the way to do it. You could probably because they're they're like we're gonna go kill the sheriff. And yeah, Steve is just like <laughs> amateurs. He's like, I have the perfect plan. I'm not gonna tell you it. But I do have the perfect plan. And oh. then he just kind of walks back off, starts whittling again. He's just, he's just teasing them. And you think, like, Belle, you know, we might linger on this scene for a minute longer. Stops abruptly <laughs> as Steve leaves the shot. Because that's, a good, that's what a good star does, right. you know? 
and we go to that night, and Steve's got a whole new outfit on now. I where is getting his clothes? Because we saw rickety old <laughs> Uncle Ben a minute ago, and suddenly he's got beautiful form fitting, and now he's got a sleeveless of course shirt because that's your that's what you you don in order to get a lady right. You got. You, he's he's bearing his arms, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's liking what she's seeing. Oh my god, she's got the fresh brewed iced tea, beautiful ice cubes, perfect squares. I, I hope it ain't sweet tea. I hate sweet tea. Murray, did I say sweet tea? Well, this is the South. I'm just saying. I know, but did I stutter? <laughs> These people have taste. They okay. know sweet tea is bullshit. And they're on the uh, veranda, the porch, oh, with the, the swing. Beautiful porch swing, crickety wood, uh, just every soothing sound you could think of. And he finally reveals why, what happened, why he was going to get court martial. So you see. Belle is also on her third hair look of this movie, yes. too. Yeah. She looks more perfect each fucking scene. She's getting more hotter and sexier. It's, when you get that close to Steve James, it's just everything. The taste. Your, your natural beauty just comes out. The taste <laughs> of Steve James. And he's like, let me tell you why I'm here. And he explains, like, they had to go. They got court martial. He's like, you want to know why I got court martial? Because I was a Nam. And we went into this village. We killed all the men. But there was a lot of women and children there. And I'm not a baby murderer. But... Our commanding officer called in and said, kill all, everyone. And I said, fuck no, I'm not going to do that. And they said, well, you, you, you've been, you, you've been uh, remanded for your, uh, your authority. Put Bush in charge. Bush is like, I'm not going to do it either. Well, fuck you too. Put Tony in charge. Even Tony, as hot-headed as he is, he's like, I'm not killing kids. Yeah. I draw the line there. And he's like, so we, you know, we thought that was it. And then we hear these jets coming. And they just drop napalm right on this village. We're there. We're fucking in this village. And they just drop it and kill everybody. Somehow we escape because we're perfect. And just like our audience right now, everybody is just getting ready for Steve James Dick. And that's what Belle's doing. She's just hearing this, and she's like thriving a little bit. She's like, oh, shit. I got it. Can I, how do I take this shirt? Well, that's we, what she's thinking. She's like, how do I take yeah, that she shirt doesn't, off? She, she hasn't heard anything. Steve is like – his heart out to her like this is i'm anguishing over this i saw children die and she's like she's looking at his fucking crotch it's a hot summer day this tea is on it you get the taste of steve james with a little hint of iced tea it's well it's too it's too much she gets a taste of james he gets a taste of bell because he grabs her hand and kisses her lightly on the hand Mm. and then we just once again Furstenberg, he's a romantic so we just cut away we know he just plowed the fucking shit out of her on that the, the fucking her son's bedroom window's right next to the fucking oh god swing the sun disappears right because i don't remember seeing the sun ever again no it was the nighttime yeah no i mean in the rest of the movie murray i don't remember seeing him again yes oh the sun oh, the <laughs> i'm sun. thinking of the like sun god sun like what are you damn. talking about <laughs> Because I don't care about the kid either. I know. So, it's just funny no, how he, he does dis- disappear. Yeah, he does. He disappears. Well, she was like, look, he's moving in. You got to move out, kid. There's not <laughs> enough room for two men in this house. So he got he had to get to step. Until you learn how to be a man, you're out. Anyways, we go into the next morning. Tony is being just a rebellious fuck again. He wants to go. See, his whole thing is just like, I, I've already stuck my neck out there. I'm done sticking right. my neck out there. And what did you get there. me? It got me, like, I'm going to go to prison. Yeah, exactly. He defended this country. People still hate him. He realizes it. He's like, I just want to go be near 
my people, like his Wanna family, go back to Chicago. yeah, be, to be with his family and friends, and so we can fight the good fight against the whitey, you know, up there. He's like, I don't want to be here defending for these people who don't give a shit about me. And so. as, as calm, cool, and collected as Quentin is, he's like, look, brother, I understand. But what if I get, I told you I have a plan to get us out of this trouble. If I could get the media to come here to see what's going on in this town, because it's not happening anywhere else in the South in 1966. This is a this is an well, isolated incident where yes. black people are being terrorized by the white people. If I can get us press, I can tell our story, and they can tell. And, if, and once the press hears about this, they, they can't, the army's going to have to fucking let us go. There's no fucking way. It's just like the 18 man. It was like Murdoch just giving out one of his beautiful plans. I love it when a plan comes together. Tony's just like, fuck. That's such a good plan. I got to see it through to execution. I can't leave because, you know, just, how do you live after, you know, something like that? So we cut to the cemetery, a plot it, of land out back. I don't know what. It's, it was freshly dug. Yeah, I can tell you that much. Marcus has been dead for two or three days. It's three days. I keep track of these things. Marty. Much like Jesus, he's yes. been dead for three days, but he ain't coming back. Yeah. And she don't want him back. No. She's like, look, she's talking to her, his graves. Look, like, look. I've moved on. Yeah. It's been three days. It has been three I'm days. I'm in love. I'm in love. Not the kind of love I had you, which was really not love at all. Yeah. I was kind of stuck with you in a loveless yeah. marriage because your dick didn't work. Mm-hmm. I'm in love with a real man now. And I just want to let you know, it's not you. It's me. He's dead, Bill. You don't, you don't need to do this. Okay? <laughs> but she's just letting him know, like, I'm in love with a real man now. I don't need you anymore. And she spits on the grave. That was you know, a little too much for me. Spit on <laughs> it's the a grave. little far. I mean, she could have shit on it, I guess. But She is totally high on Steve James. Well, who would? It's the taste of Steve. Yeah, once it's... you have a taste, you want the whole thing. I mean, at least they didn't go full uh, Jacques from, uh, you know, what's it called? God damn, I can't think of Angel the, Town. Angel Town and fuck on the grave. Because Steve probably be like, yeah, sure. <laughs> My God, I forgot about that. Ugh. But uh, instead, we go to the church. The, the old, this is, uh, the you know, the black church. where black people were allowed to gather back in the racist old days. Mm-hmm. And, he, and so, and that's because the sheriff is so paranoid. He's like, oh, they're planning some shit at that church. Yeah, he is know. completely paranoid. And in fact, I mean... We we we're, we finish up a song and everything, and then Gus comes out and he starts telling the uh, everyone in town about the plan. How, funny how they fit twenty five hundred people into this tiny little. God church. works in mysterious ways. That's exactly right, Murray. That's why Revelation Road Two has got to well, be made. Wasn't it was not twenty five hundred because the son he was gone and Bell was fucking Steve, so it was. Well, 2,498 people. Well, they lost two people, but then they gained three people, so they're net positive one. I'm just saying they weren't at the church. Bell was fucking. Oh, Steve, you're right. And son was gone. Marcus Jr. was gone. Okay, good call. So yeah. Anyways, Gus starts telling the whole town about the plan and everything, but of course well, he, he gets, wants to get a plan. He's just like we can't. You can't take this shit anymore. Well, no, he 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 heard about Steve's plan. I'm, I thought. Did he? Yeah, because he was saying, guys, we got these guys who are going to help us out because this is how they go to the woods. End up in the woods okay. and run in here. So he's telling. So he's, the sheriff was right. He was trying. Yeah, no, he's hundred percent right. Actually, uh, <laughs> well, he, he, I mean, it's pretty obvious when you're such a fucking asshole that the town's gonna revolt against you. But he's got to get order, so he shows up. Yeah, Jake, just his his racist. A nice big plug of chaw on his on his lip. His race senses were tingling, so he's like, I gotta, I gotta go threaten some black folk. Rolls up in the church, interrupts Gus in the middle of his plan and everything, and yeah. 
And he's like, oh, you know, I'm telling you something, y'all black folk. My daddy told me before he left this shitty alpha, the only good African-American is a dead American. And he is grabbing Gus by the collar, and he's telling him that. And so the other thing he adds to it is, uh, I don't bother with people's names unless I'm about to bury them. Gus. Ooh, wow. See what he did there? The threat. So he either calls you the N-word when he's fine with you living, but then he calls you by your name when he's about to murder you. Right. That's, this sheriff's fucking over-the-top crazy. He's a terrorist, man. Yeah. It, it's it worked for him so far. So the next day, Quentin finally gets the whole, whole uh, every black young black man of legal age. Yep. He's going to train him. And he yep. gives us he's an inspiring speech. And he's like, look, I'm going to make you a killing force. That's what I do. But there will be absolutely no end bombs no mention of boy, no mention of coloreds. Unless you're singing along to your favorite rap song, you can do that. But that's only the time you can give an end bomb Do you understand me? And like, yes, sir, we understand. Tell me about yourself. Young man, who's that nerdy dude? Elvin. Elvin. He's like, tell me about yourself. What do you do? What do you want out of this? Well, I'm a sharecropper, and uh, I just don't want to get killed. I can work with that. <laughs> now, let's get to work, young man. Let's oh. do it. Training my I've been wearing a shirt for damn, too damn long. <laughs> so the guys are, it's uh, Tony, Butch, and Steve, like, up on a little hill, and they have their uh, army uniforms on again, just to show their, you know, And, uh, like, status. Steve looking totally 80s. Like, he's like, like I, that's what I love about Steve James, like, I look good this way. I don't yeah. give a fuck if it's a period piece or not. He's got a fucking he's got a muscle shirt on. I think at yes. this time, leather black leather gloves on, mm-hmm. little skinny shoelace headband. Yeah. So th- th- we start our training montage. We got them jogging through the woods. Of course, good cardio. That's how you make a good soldier. You got team climbing up a hill. There's a rope and they're helping. Move each other it, Fat up. Man. Move it. And he's slapping Fat Man on the ass. Yep. Jesus. We're learning how to Spiring. sneak. You know on a. Uh, Knees and elbows and everything. Doing the old football thing with the tires. We got to run through the tires. Of course. Uh, And this is where we get that all important how to cut sleeves. And Steve, (laughs) I'm serious. Like I'm, I'm gonna try to get this clip and put it up on Instagram, and uh, that way at least three people can appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, But no, I think people are gonna come back. We're not talking. If you if you think this movie's controversial, fuck you. You shouldn't be listening to our show. All right? That's all I got to say. <laughs> but here and Steve actually explain to people how to cut <laughs> sleeves and why to cut sleeves is gold. Because he, he explains it almost like, I think he said, like, that's another war, like a sleeve and my biceps. Like, they're at war with each other. <laughs> I, think, I literally think he said that. And he's like, I have to like, and he kind of like chuckles at it too. But he's yeah. like, it's kind of the truth. I mean, look at these biceps. See, we're at the end of the day here. It's like five o'clock. They're knocking off for dinner and everything. Right. So they do this, and then right after they they learn how to brew coffee over an open fire. They're handing out mugs and everything, and then we just cut back to them running in yeah, place. They're, they're like living and sleeping out in the woods. Yeah, and uh, you know we're on day two apparently now because yeah. we're having a water break, and Bell's got. Rice and beans ready with cornbread for everybody. I, it looked like slop. I don't know what the fuck it was. I I mean, it I wasn't the cornbread. It wasn't solid food. So I, Chili? I, just, I don't know. I figured it was just some beans or something, which good fiber, good protein. You know, I keep you running. Big shit out in the woods. Yeah, I'll keep you shitting, too. And we get a little like little 
little look between Steve and Bell. Oh gosh, like, she she threw an extra slop of beans <laughs> on there for him. Like, thank you, ma'am. She wants a little more of that taste of Steve James. If you catch my drift, she's even into his farts, man. That's what I'm saying. It was a fart joke. Oh wow. Yeah, I, I, get, I get a little crude sometimes. Stench of Steve. <laughs> so everything's going, working great for the black people. They're finally getting some confidence because Steve inspires. That's what he does. Next day, Sheriff Jake, he is like worried as fuck. There's a, there's a council meeting of all the crackers in town. The most prominent white people in town are I meeting. I couldn't tell. Was the circuit judge in here? Because he's supposed to be in town at this I point. I don't know. I don't know. The mayor's there. They never pointed him out. Mayor Michael Moore is there. I didn't know. The documentary Michael Moore was also racist. But he's there. He's the mayor. We get some dis- – we get Cook. He's there. I guess he's the one like – it's like Fox News. They have the one liberal. Like he's, yes, that gets his job. To get beat on and everything. Yeah, and then there's some other uh, – the bankers there. Yeah. Some other fucking prominent white and people. And this is going really interesting because Jake rolls in. He's sweating profusely. He's spitting chew everywhere. He's disgusting. They're going to take away our life. Y'all know why we're here, so let's hear what the sheriff has to say. Now, this might sound dumb to all you real smart folks, but I'm telling you, I got a feeling that the ninjas are planning some violence around here. All the young bucks are nowhere to be found. Everybody else is acting strange. I went to the church when they were having a meeting, and Evan in town was there, even the winos. What's wrong with everybody being in church at the same time? Ninjas. Have a God, too. Jake. I don't think you understand that times are changing around here. Oh, I understand. I can feel it right here in this room. Now, I'm telling you that the ninjas are up to something. I don't think we have a problem, Jake. Uncle Willie, my house boy, has been acting just fine. He's still grinning and dancing around. (laughs) We do have a problem, Mr. Mayor. Problem is, our sheriff has outlived his time. Well, here, Sheriff Jake, here's the thing you need to realize. Times, they are a-changing. I watched this movie, The Green Book. Really is making me think differently. Maybe we should give these uh, black folks some fried chicken. Right, and then uh, Vince, uh, apparently the, the biggest wrestling promoter in town's there, Vince McMahon Sr. Vince McMahon Sr. And he's like, my house boy, Jefferson, he loves singing dance, and he can headbutt like a motherfucker. And he's like, I'm telling you, they're going to take our way alive. You understand me. You can't give them any rights. And they're like, times are changing, boy. Yeah, another person telling him, times are changing. And then he's like, they were all in church together. And one guy was just like, well, how else do you have church? Usually everybody gets together. <laughs> Is that a southern accent? Hey there. I was going John for DeHart? like a dorky guy because no. there was a little guy yeah, in there. That was, that was, so, yeah, very John DeHart. There. Okay, it was John DeHart. Whatever. Blacks have a God too. Why wouldn't they pray to him together? Everyone sounds like Foghorn Lake. Tom, sh- oh, why am I on my fourth accent? I it was say, supposed I to be my dorky guy. But again, Tom's are cha- everyone's thrown in Jake's face, and it's just driving him nuts because he's used to the white folk being like, "I love it when you get black folk." Right, like giving him carte blanche. Yeah, exactly. That means white card. Hey, they're okay with that because that's a French thing. Uh, freedom, but they are fries. still a little, you know, iffy on the French. Yeah. 
So yeah, they they, they all laugh at and him. And he's just like, "Well, I gotta take away your life, is dad." He just slams the door and pouts. All right, taste of Steve James coming, everybody. Get your lips ready for it. Get your ears ready for it, because we're going back for some close quarter combat. Got to learn how to fisticuffs, you know. Yeah, and Steve is just kicking ass. He's just God doing all his fucking American Ninja moves on mm-hmm, everybody, mm-hmm. punching people in the dick. Yeah. Getting everybody, throwing throwing them around, judo, Gene LaBelle style. So after he punches every guy in the town in the dick, he's like, all right, break. <laughs> and then he's like, let me show you. He's like, you thought the sleeves was awesome. Check this out. Pulls out, takes a shoestring off his shoe, headband. And I love it. Every, every black guy is so inspired. They all have headbands for the rest of the movie. Yep. And he's like, this is like our war paint, you know? And we're getting a world of war, but it's headbands. Yeah. And, and they that- love it. And as we saw with the first montage, after you do that, you're getting into the fun part of the night. So they have some nice fireside chats. They're joking around. Telling ghost stories and shit. And then the morning cuts in. They're doing jumping jacks. They're they're run, stopping, and then, like, uh, shooting. It's like that Olympic it's been ski, cross-country four days, shooting. and they're like a well-oiled machine. They're, they're like fucking the Green Berets, practically. When you have a great teacher, that's all it they're takes. the Black Berets. Yeah, the Black Berets. Anyways, Jake, we're going back to our old race of sheriff. He is rolling up to Bell's uh, house again, and he, you know what? It's nighttime. Well, he's worried because he heard that all the young black men have disappeared from town. Yeah. Where are they at? Yeah. So it's nighttime. So all these uh, all, all the black berets, they're, they're in the woods still. You know, They're still doing their training and everything. And so Bell's all by herself. Pauline has started staying with her because of obviously the situation yeah. and all that. Very traumatic situation. Uh huh. Yeah. So Jake rolls up, knocks on the door. Did you think about Pauline that? should be in a catatonic state like Paul Kirstie's daughter? I would understand that. Yeah. She had to be institutionalized. I think she is reacting to it better than most of uh, our, our victims yes. in movies, though. So. Jake curls up. Do you think about that off? <laughs> Spin up everywhere. Just disgusting. He's wearing. He's always wearing that one fucking overall suit. You know, well, the coverall well, suit. Well, no, he's wearing like the sheriff's like outfit, but he's constant state of moist. He's always sweaty. It's a great, like great actor, dude, because he's gross. He like makes yeah. me hate him. Exactly. He's doing a great job. He's like always sweaty. I don't know. Maybe that it stains nonstop. He, he's building up. Everybody to hate him. We're, we're just so eager to see Steve James punch him in the face, and it's it's working. Right. So Bell grabs that gun, and she's like, Get "Yeah, because because Jake just walks right in. He just opens right. the door himself. Well, that's what he does. He's swinging dick, swinging tiny dick. <laughs> I want to call that a swinging dick. Then. And he's like, well, he's got like a pendulum hanging from it's a it, little so. peeping dick, just <laughs> peeking it. out. I know something's going on with you, folk. You best tell me." And like Pauline's like, kill that motherfucker, kill him. <laughs> I love, I love this side of Pauline. And she's like, he's like, no, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna get out of here now. But I'm, I'm on to you, folk. I know you're up to something. And Pauline, anytime you want it, this this big old white dick waiting for you. <laughs> you want this little button here? <laughs> All you got to do is push it. I can see it in your eye that I, you want it. I can't see my own dick, <laughs> but I know you can see it. I know you like it. All right, so Quint. It's been a week. Quint's like, you're ready. Yeah. You're ready. We're ready to take over this fucking town of Riverbend. He's standing up on a truck. It's nighttime. He's only being illuminated by the fire. It's a beautiful shot. John DeHart's on set here for this shot because the fireside lighting, you know it's a John DeHart touch. Sam yeah. Firstberg knows his exactly. shit. 
He got John Hart in for the lighting because he he knows his John shit. John like, you sure you ain't gonna need any ice cubes? <laughs> no, Steve's nipples are perfectly fine. I saw the way, the way that bell woman was looking at you. You might want some ice cubes when you get with her. So Steve lays it out. He's like, look, I trained you to be a killing machine, but there'll be no killing, and there'll be no looting, and there'll be no revenge. This is about justice. What about the sheriff? I'll take care of the sheriff. No one is to mess with the sheriff but me. And they're like, okay, whatever you say. They all got their shoestring headbands on. They're ready to go. Yep. They put their hands in. And then he said, said, tomorrow we're going to do this. And they immediately do. I guess they just cut to the next night. Well, they had maybe they cut to the next night. Maybe they just rolled out right then because they all go into town. And they're getting set up in their strategic locations. Right. And don't you love Steve's? Because Steve's is just wait in front of the sheriff's <laughs> door. Like, he's hiding behind a banister, basically. <laughs> he's crouching. Yeah. And Pe- he's doing an AW. He's peeking over the edge <laughs> of, the, of the porch. Uh, yeah, that's his work? plan. He's like, and they don't. it works. They don't see him. Like, they, like, uh, apparently, the sheriff has barricaded himself in his office. This is crazy. It's the middle of the night, like I said, where they're getting in yeah, a position. This guy never goes home. Yeah. He lives in the sheriff's office, which we've seen the inside of. It's literally just a desk and the cell. Right. So it just so happened that Barney was coming in to give him some Chick-fil-A or something. Right. I, I don't know what he Sucking had for him. Sucking on that fucking cigar. I want it like this. <laughs> I want a taste of this. And so, oh, I actually have his real name in there. It was Hugo. Okay. But it's Barney. Uh, so yeah, Barney goes up there, knocks on the door. Let you know he gets let in, and Steve is right there behind. God, him. he just kicks that door in like only Steve James can do, and he takes over. Yeah, he locks up uh, Barney and uh, Jake. The rest of um, the rest of the Black Berets, they go around. They're Dude. scattered across town, right. and they're getting all the white folk out. Round up all the white people. Yeah, and gotta... they're not doing it kindly. They're they're aggressively getting them out. And we have another contingent of the Black Berets who are barricading the one bridge into town, and they're putting dynamite to it. They're they're not fucking around. Yeah, apparently there's only one bridge into town. Yeah, I just said that. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was reading ahead. So they're getting it all ready. They're dynamiting. They're setting up bombs all over the place. They're getting all... Trip wires, yeah. tiger traps. They're just doing it all. They set up like a sniper tower up on the roofs and everything. And, um, yeah, we get Quint, and Quint's like, I need to talk to the mayor. Somebody get me the mayor. Mayor Michael Moore. Mayor Michael Moore. So Michael Moore shows up. He's fucking sloppy as ever. He, He's got he the was, tiger's cap on. He was just saying, times are a-changing. Right. He was this guy. He and, meant times are changing after I'm gone. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. I still want shit to be this way. Right. So he's like, what are you boy doing? Are you crazy? Why is the sheriff locked up and you black people are on the other side of the bars? And like Steve's like, look, this is the new sheriff in town. Yeah. And it's me. And we're ushering in. We see we see the black berets ushering all the white people into the church again. God works in a mysterious way. 2,500 white people ushered mm. into the same church. And this is where we get Cook showing his two center side because he, he steps up. You guys are doing this the wrong way. Jake. Jacob, what's going on here? What's the meaning of all this? What are you doing talking to that ninja? He's my friend. Jacob, you listen. This is not the way. I was going to Atlanta to try to do something about these problems. Now you folks got a whole lot bigger problem. 
I was gonna go. I was gonna go down and get the authorities for you. You should have waited for me to do this, guys. I was gonna do it for you. You could have gone five days ago. Steve James has not only met a new well, woman, he's... he has completely made her fall in love with him. And Cook is like, I was gassing up my car he's, to go. He's green booking him. He's like, I was gonna save you. I'm th- that's why I'm saying like. And now you get <sighs> this guy. What? I don't. I don't like Cook. Neither I mean, did the guys. Like, look, you've been good to us. Get the fuck in that church where I shoot you in the face. Yeah, but you've been doing it in your own way, which is fucking bullshit, so we're doing it now. All right, next morning, they put in a call. They finally call up, uh, I guess, the next Elvin? time's over, police. Was that police? guy, Elvin, the nerdy black guy? Was Elvin? it Elvin? Maybe it was. Know. I don't know. You told me it was earlier. Oh, you're saying it was Elvin, but you don't remember the name? Yeah. Okay, was, was, sure. was his name Elvin? Yeah, it was. Okay, so he's just like... I called the governor, and they just laughed at us. Oh. Steve's like, that's cool, as long as they know. As long as they know. So instead of the governor coming up, the state police show up. And they see that the bridge has got two barricades, one at one end, one at the other end. And they're like, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, they're just like, fuck it. And they start walking. You know, he sends his, uh, you know, the, the sheriff sends in the other dude. All right, were they all the state police? They're all state police. Yeah, so he still sends like the other guy over and everything, and he gets shot at. Like everybody pops up yeah. and starts shooting at him. Yeah, they're Butch, shooting around him. Yeah, they're, they're not, not they're trying shooting, to hit him. They're just trying to get him to back off. Yep. And uh, Butch tells uh, uh, what Steve wants him to say. He's like, "Look, get the governor and the press here." And I think it was like in one hour or something. Like, because well, he said, "Yeah, he's in one hour." Uh, our boss Quentin's coming out, and he will give you a harder demand. Yeah, they'll meet. He'll meet with you on the bridge and give you a talking to. But you know, you got to start getting camera crews and all that shit in here. So we get in a great Sam Furstenberg shot where we see a, a hand with a with the sheriff's uh, uh, belt with the gun, and his hands it off. You think it's going to go to the sheriff? No, Steve grabs that belt and puts it on. And, oh, that shot was beautiful, boy. I didn't think I lived to see the day my gun would be on a black man's waist. And he, of course, did not say the black word. He said the other shuts one. him down. Now you have. And just walks out. Didn't even give him the time of day. That beautiful. He, the sheriff, you think the sheriff Jake's racism would have faded away by the taste of Steve James. But apparently it's not potent enough to cut the racism. Well, he sees what Steve is packing and he's, hees jealous. Yeah. Maybe that's it. He's just putting on the front. He's actually falling in love with Steve James. Because how could you not? He probably is. And he's fucking up his shit. He's like, I I like black dick now? (laughs) (laughs) That would be very confusing. And then Barney's just stroking deep throat and that fucking cigar. He's like, maybe you do, Sheriff. I don't know. That would be very, very, very confusing. I bet if if it weren't for this whole situation, the Sheriff would have killed himself afterwards because... You know, he lost Steve James. That makes sense. So Steve heads out. He meets with the chief of police. Like, look, we want the government and the press here. We want a full investigation into the rapes and assaults committed by the sheriff's office. And if we don't get that in 24 hours, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. And he's like, well, I don't take no orders from black people. Look, do what I say. There'll be bloodshed. Uh, he grumbles and goes back to his people. I think he calls up like the fucking chief of police or some shit, and they're like, "Get whatever you do, just get those black people out of there." So they 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 their great plan is 
we'll just go down the river about half a mile and sneak across the river. Of course. I mean, they got they got a little bit of, uh, you know, some crew to work with at this point. Sneak them in the back way. There's two guys waiting up on a hill. Mike's one of them. Mike's one of them. And they're starting to climb up it, but you know, of course, Quinn has a guy positioned right there. Right. It's just so strategic. Every angle. And uh, we get a gunfight. They're open but, fire. But the black guys are only shooting to injure. They're not shooting to kill. They shoot the dudes in the legs. Okay. But Mike, they don't. the other side doesn't care. So Mike gets shot. Yeah. And Mike dies. Oh, man. But the police do. I, I mean, they, well, even though, because that's the thing. The cops even get back to the, the, the head. And they're like, yeah. They didn't try to kill us, and they could have killed us, and they didn't. Yeah. I didn't even remember that. Yeah. So, Quint is actually being radioed about Mike, you know, getting like the gunfire and all that, the whole action and everything. And we go over to Tony. He's not happy to hear about this, you know. He demands a sacrifice. They will not respect us unless we kill one of these whiteies. Look at these people. We need to kill one of them. And then Quint goes, puts a hand up. Look, man, and then it just then puts his hand look, down. Man. Did look, and then man. Tony just fucking goes off in a huff. He's like, "I have to check the lines. Chill out." So Tony's like, "Fuck this shit." He goes up to Elvin. He's like, "Give me the keys." And he's like, "What you gonna do?" I'm gonna. You'll see what I'm gonna do. Did you all? We did it in the Nam. Oh shit. We're gonna, I'm going to get you guys your revenge. This is this is good because Alvin, you know, you're seeing the power of Tony working on people because they've been living in this town for so long. You think they would feel this way about Sheriff Jake? You know, they would want to see something happen to him. Right. And without Steve James being present there, that calm taste of Steve James, they fell for Tony and his. Well, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it just wore off. The taste of Steve James wore off, and mm-hmm. they're back to you know. A, Legitimately being pissed off with Sheriff Jake. See, this Sheriff Jake is just dropping M bombs left and right, and he's just, he's roasting them from his cell. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't think think of. Never mind. I, I always do that. I always do. That. <laughs> I set myself up for something that I have no idea what to do with. A dog chasing. So a car. Tony, you're much like Tony because he really doesn't know what he's doing because he's like Michael Moore, Sheriff Jake. Come out with. Oh, me. he knows exactly what he's doing. He's unlike Griff. He knew exactly what he he's was doing. He's not doing here. the right thing though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he true, takes him true. to the town gazebo, and they're, they're surrounded, and they're like, pulls out two knives. You two crackers are going to fight for us. And fucking Sheriff Jake's licking his lips. He can't, he just likes to kill. Yeah. He doesn't care if it's white or black. Yeah, and- Jake, Jake was unfazed by it. And meanwhile, Mayor Michael Moore, he's like, what, Jake? We can't do this. We're white men. We're civilized. We're not like them. It's like all, all the mayor's racism is coming out right, now. We're yeah. we're not animals. So this knife fight, not <laughs> much going on here. I wanted to be like the premise of this knife fight is amazing, right? Yeah. I would have liked to see the jet style where they, uh, the jets versus whatever mm. in uh, West Side Story. Sharks. The sharks where they tie the wrists together, you know? Or like from the Beat It video. Or like the Beat It video, yeah. We could have used you some good imagine, music for this, too. He had some uh, Eddie Van Halen solo with a, uh, done on a Casio. Very 8-bit. I Just you doing that is already better than the music in this <laughs> I think movie. that was, their music was just... Dun, dun, dun. Hey, not everybody can do one or two notes like John Carpenter and make it work, yeah. you know? 
So, so you, the, you get a few like slash shots. Obviously, the mayor's never been in a fight, at least, yeah. and even a knife, any fight, let alone a knife fight, right? Because this is. His offense is throw myself on the knife. Yes. And that's what he does. <laughs> he throws himself on Sheriff Jake's knife. And he goes, oh, farts and then dies. <laughs> and Quentin finally shows up. I think somebody warned him. I don't know. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, didn't uh, Bell warn him or something? I Bell think him? Bell did. Yeah. And he the, shows up just in time to see it happen. You got Tony up on the gazebo watching it, like like Tim Murray in a fight ring, watching his, you know, his his. Uh, I don't employees. What do you even call your your participants? <laughs> I don't know what this uh, dead weight. I don't know what the fuck. You De- know. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it. Do I have to give them health insurance? No. <laughs> I'm saying they're my employees. Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I, yeah, I don't know what to call them. My... Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, it's work for hire. What do it's they like call... WWF. It's work for hire. I was going to say, well, we platform. are a work for right state. Right. So, of course. I mean, you're doing this uh, below board. So it's not like we need to worry about that. Yeah, I'm like I'm not giving you a 401k, motherfucker. <laughs> so, so if you want to if you want to make quick money, go to Tim Murray right. for some fight ring action. Right. If you want some health insurance, if you are enough strong, come to me. <laughs> so yeah, so so even like Quentin's like, what a bitch! He just threw himself on a knife. But Tony, that ain't cool. I told you, no killing. Yeah, Tony's like, fuck this shit. I'm sick of this. Bullshit. You can see that Tony was jealous that he wasn't the person who got to stab Nobody wants to taste a Tony. Nobody, Nobody wants to taste a Tony, unfortunately. So we're going to get a little bit of fighting between Tony and Quentin. The two had, you know, you saw this coming from the very get-go. You saw that the, the friction was building. He's got to taste of uh, Steve James, but he's a man of bitter he taste. He wants to taste the blood of Steve James. Oh, I like that, yeah. And so... But Steve just handles him pretty easily. Just, it was a long fight, though. Yes. It was Steve two minutes. Just, it was a showcase of Steve. Yeah, it was. Like, he roundhouses him. Tony gets a kick or punch or two taps in. him a couple times. But ultimately, Quint is just like, I've had enough. And he delivers the big fucking rock, hand of stone punch. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tony's like, he's like, he's like out on his feet, but he has enough energy to throw one last punch. Steve just doesn't even look at it; just catches it up oh. in the corner of his eye. Enough. We're done with this. Let's hang. then Tony just collapses. They take J- Jake back into the cell. Now we see back over at the bridge the reporters who all came in the same car, very, very right. uh, uh, environmentally uh, aware of them. To all use carbon footprint. Car. Not big. Fake news, though. The police are fucking pissed. Why are you guys here? You can't be here. We have the right to be here. This is the public. Yeah, but uh, they have guns and they're black people over there, so you don't want to be here. You'll be harmed. They're monsters. They're animals. And so they just go, no, this is our First Amendment right. We're going to stick around. Next day, Quinn's having doubts. I mean, he saw one of his best man just turned on him so he goes to butch he's like am i doing all right and like butch goes look you're the greatest i've had a taste of you and i like that taste it's delicious yummy licks his lips a couple times you're doing god's work when don't give up the fight we're gonna save the city yeah and we're gonna save ourselves mm. 
So we got the police planning out their attack now. They've got like the whole fucking SWAT team there. They actually have black berets, literally. Yeah, yeah. These guys wearing black berets. They got tanks. They got missiles. They're they're ready to go. They're they're about ready to just. They found this down. one chink in Steve's plan. There's like one section of the river. It's like a swampy area. Mm. Like, we can get across that way. It's always the swampy area. Always. That's why we got to drain the swamp. True. So Quentin, he's he's with Bell, and he's just like, look, I, I don't care anymore about this court martial thing. I'm gonna, I just want my day in court. It's all I care about, and I might go away for a long time. Bear in mind, gave up on her husband three days after he died. She's like, I will wait for you till the day I die if it takes that. The long. taste of Steve James hits women differently. Yes, it just does. It's, oh, I, it's I, I, just I, I, bio, it's yeah. just science, you know. But she rifles right back with him. Can a black man really get justice? Either way, I can wait for you. Days, months, years, centuries. Together in heaven, we could be together. She, even in heaven, she's like, I'll fucking stiff art my husband. <laughs> Anything, I want you. Like, Whoa, baby. Heaven, that's a, that's, a, that's a little heavy for me. I, I know a couple other women that are, <laughs> yeah. are above you yeah. here. Like, you're just local. So while they're, they're, they're talking, the SWAT team moves in. They get across that swampy area. They have the shoot to kill order. We already knew this, but they specified shoot to kill. So they're getting ready. They're looking for the church with all the white folk at. They're looking where's Quentin at. And while that's going on, Pauline justifiably is like, look, yeah, we I got- have to kill this job of the hut motherfucker. You see, we're entering the final stage of the movie here, so we got to burn the candle from both ends. We got to we got to bring all kinds of new friction into this, new tension. So we've got we got the white folks sneaking in, and we have Pauline just flying off the handle, causing all kinds of a ruckus. Because, like you said, very justifiably, she's like, "I want to fucking murder this man." She comes in with a shotgun, and Steve, he's like, and Steve and Bell are like, "Look, this isn't the way." And she's like, you, you weren't raped by this guy. <laughs> like, they're kind of thinking, like, maybe she's right. I mean, well, yeah. then Belle gives a nice speech. She's crying. She's like, we're not family, but we're like family. Yeah. I don't want you, don't, I don't want you to go to jail for this fucking guy. Meanwhile, Jake Balls of Steel. Jeez. He's just fucking roasting everybody, dropping N-bombs left and right. Bar- Barney's in the back just fucking sucking off that cigar <laughs> like a madman. He's just all kinds of excited. His shirt's open. Nipples are out. Ice cubes on the nipples. And he's like, Bell, maybe I should have raped your ass the last oh, time I was there. And then Quentin's like, look, man. Look, man. That's not cool. How about you and me take it outside? It was a step too far. You can't. You can't. Yeah. You can't. But much, much like when Obama would get that shit, like you lie and all that shit. He just fucking was cool and chill about it. Yeah. He react. He's like, look, let's take it outside. Well, about time we did it, boy. I ain't, I've been kicking your African American asses for years. I ain't scared. Meanwhile. Oh Steve fucking James is like built like a Greek god. This is some fat old dude. Like <laughs> you think, this, this is the epitome of white privilege. He thinks he can kick Steve James' ass. He really believes that. One hundred percent. The power of racism. He thought could carry him to victory. But we already know we've been building it up. Everybody is watching this movie, not realizing the subtext. You know the the taste of Steve James. But <laughs> as we mentioned, the sheriff has got the taste of Steve James in his mouth now. So even and he doesn't like it. Even if the power of racism could compel him to victory. 
It's not going to help him here because he's got the stay, st- taste of Steve James in him now. He can't do anything about it. So he gets out there. He's looking sluggish as shit. Well, it's a very bizarrely lit scene. I get why because obviously they're trying to hide the stunt man. So they're doing everything they can to hide the Jake stunt y- Yes. Because he's got – he gets a chain and he's like covering his fucking face and like swinging the chain y- above his yep. head. Yep, I noticed so that too. you can't see that he's a stunt man and fucking Steve just – Beat, I, this is probably almost as realistic as the kid falling through the drop ceiling last week. He just pummels the shit out of the fucking Jake. I don't think Jake gets any fucking moves in. He he gets a couple of attempts. He swings a stick. He swings that. He he gets nothing in. And you know what? It's exactly what the audience wanted to see. This is exactly what would happen in real life. A hundred percent. No one's fucking with Steve James. Peak Steve James. Come the fuck on. The taste of Steve James is strong. Anyway, pungent. They, so they, he he calls for you know some guys like the end of uh, there will be blood. I'm done. I'm finished with him. <laughs> Come get him. And you know people have to pick him up because he's just battered and bloodied and just disgusting and still spitting out chew somehow. <laughs> he's just vomiting chew. It's just disgusting. Like, and he he's like fuck it. I just got my ass handed to me. I'm just, I don't care anymore. So he grabs a gun out of a guy's belt. As they're putting him back into the cell. Shoots Elvin, I think. Yep. And then, thankfully, Pauline was there. Shoots him in the dick. And he's like, my dick! And he just, they, just, they just leave him in the cell. Yep. Anyways. So Tony's like, I got to get something out of this. I'm not going to get laid. I'm going to go to jail. I'm going to go rob the bank. Yeah. So he goes, <laughs> I love this scene because they, he goes to the church and he's like, "Where's the banker at?" And like, he's right here. And then like, they, they, they're holding, they're holding these people hostage for days. But he gently wakes the banker up. He's like, "Get up, <laughs> sir. Are you all right? Oh, what's going on? No, we just need to talk to you for a minute. Is that okay with you? Oh, sure." And then Tony takes him to the bank, and he's like, "Open this fucking bank. I'm taking all this money." Yeah. And I love that it was packed into a satchel with the dollar sign yeah, on it. I love I'm that too. Very nice happy about that. And just as he's about to make his escape, the SWAT team shows up. Oh yeah, and they just fucking unload on Tony Killer's ass. Yep, of course they did. I mean, come on, he ran, which we know you can never run if you're black and around the cops, especially not a SWAT team or sleep or just live. You know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, of course, uh, poor old Tony's got to get shot and. I, I didn't like how our our Black Berets walk out of the sheriff's station like, were those gunshots? What's going on over here? It's very much like run, hide, fight. They're, like, confused. <laughs> Did we hear gunshots? What's going on? So It's uh, a big gunfight, but uh, what's going on? Um, Butch's uh, contingent show up, and they can't they, – they, because, like, the, the SWAT team's spread out. There's one looking for the church with the white people, and then there's ones that going to take out the black people. Butch gets that one under control. They surround all of the the killing uh, SWAT team. But one SWAT member does make it into the church. Kills Fat Man. He kills Fat Man. He did? He did kill Fat Man. Oh, man. What Fat Man and Gus got killed. And Gus? Yeah. What about Robin? Robin made it out. Okay, good. So I'll take over the Fat Man ca- uh, ca- ta- cowl. Cowl. So uh, our, our no, SWAT member... Huh? Fat man's muffler is gonna take. God damn it! Really, so. <laughs> real? I'm just trying to get back on track, and you just slip a muffler in me. Yeah. Ugh, Murray, you were so mad at me last week when I slipped that in there. Ugh. Mm. Anyways, this one fit though. So our so- sure it did. The muffler it fit. Did. You must have quit. 
<laughs> so our our SWAT member who has snuck into the church, killed Fat Man apparently, and stolen his muffler. He was wearing blackface to blend in. You didn't even see that. I did notice that. It was very. Fortunately, good. it was a mask. Like Captain comes our one. Yeah. The, so he calls it in. He's radioing it in. Guys, I made it in. I got it. I got all the white folk. We're all safe. Go ahead and start bombing this place. But just before before he can say over on the walkie-talkie, Steve just... And then you see the barrel of a gun, slow, great Sam Furstenberg direction. It pulls away. It's our boy Steve over the shoulder. Oh, I don't think you have it under control. Mm-mm. We hold off until tomorrow, noon. Have the press there. They'll be filming it. And so the next day arrives, and it's just kind. Of, this is where it kind of falls apart. The movie yeah, kind of yeah. makes no sense. Endings are hard. Well, this was this was a very hard ending because Steve just throws caution in the wind. He doesn't care. Apparently, he believes if they just release the white people, which they do, mm-hmm. and they let the black people come to town, and if they just meet in the center of town, everything's fine. Yeah, that's his plan because the media will be there. And they'll see black. You would think these white people will be more racist and more pissed off that they've been held hostage. But somehow, maybe they're finally because some of these people, it's just they they don't have any empathy. So they had something. It's like like Dick Cheney. Like he had to have a gay daughter yes. to understand about. So they now they finally understood what black people were going through in this town. Maybe that's what happened. Had to be pushed around by people with guns to understand. Hey, this is no way to treat people. I'm sure, like, the only thing I'm confident about is that Cook took all the credit for it. I, I got all these white <laughs> I people to did it. I, I, I got them all to agree that black people are You're actually right. okay. Cook is a piece. He's not even one of the, he's not one of the nobody's no, one of the good ones. Exactly. There is no good white Maybe person. Maybe Hugo? Movie. I don't know. You, you know what? Maybe you like we the give taste it. Of, you like the taste of Steve James. He's had a cigar. Oh, that's a good point. So we actually do get the final moments of, uh, and I kind of spoiled it there, but Jake's Jake's <laughs> little goodbye to the world. Murray. He gives like a Hamlet level soliloquy. My daddy told me before he left this shitty earth, an African American ain't not ever gonna be nothing but an African American. And then he just lets out a big fart and die. <laughs> <laughs> he, he forces himself then, to have a heart attack. And then. <laughs> <laughs> Barney's like crying over him. He's the one person who cared about Sheriff Jay. Uh, so yeah, so this the the, the 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 media shows up. They just go across the bridge. Uh, yeah, you got you got them all surrounding. You got the SWAT. You got the police. You got everybody surrounding them now. And then Cook steps up and he steps back and he and goes, "Quinn, we did good, didn't we?" Yeah, trying to get a little credit. They do a handshake, and he says, everybody, this is how you do a black handshake. And he fucked it up. But he tried. He tried. And then Quentin just, like, grabs bells. Like, as long as I have the love of a good woman, I don't care. And sometimes everything's going to work out. Mm. I don't know how that's going to happen. I noticed I that. You think they would just shoot Quentin just because he went for a gun? Yeah. I noticed that, you know, she's been with Steve for four days now. Um, her husband, as we discussed, his dick doesn't work. Bell was pregnant. At the end there. Steve James, uh, the taste of Steve James is so strong that it impregnated her. And it, it like. He, he, well, no, he, his penis impregnated her. Well, yeah, his penis impregnated her. Yeah. But it's like instead of nine months, it takes him nine days. That's what I realized when I mathed it out. This is, wow. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? So she gives birth like 
that day? Two days later. That's why she doesn't need her son anymore? Yeah. That's why she gave up on the old son. She's going to get a new, a new, better one. He's she probably going to come up, he or she, is probably going to come out with a full mustache. Yeah. That'd be a curse if you're a girl, but, you well, know. Steve James' sperm is too potent to give a girl child. So, yeah. It was a fun it. trip to Riverbend. Yeah. It's it's sad that, you know, one less Steve James movie to do. But, I know. you know, we got to do them. We have to. All right. Next week. You, if you listen to us, you know nobody loves America better than me and Griff. We uh we love our flags. We wave them every day. We often paint our chests with American flags. We do that. Yes. And the only thing we do love more than America is our military. We can't stop. Whenever we see someone in the military, we go, "Thank you for your service." It doesn't. And matter. I don't. I don't drop it on anybody. I drop it on heroes. You know, the last time I said thank you for your service, you know who I said it to? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you. No, Pete no. Sampras. Pete at Wimbledon. I said thank <laughs> you for your service because I don't throw it around like a lot of people do. It's got to mean something to right? me. And Pete really spoke to you? Uh, we, he could serve like a motherfucker. He's an ace in the machine. <laughs> I see what you did there, yeah, you I, motherfucker. That went right over your head. Oh, yes. well, I knew you were talking. To, well, no, I didn't go over my head. I just didn't expect you to talk about Pete Sampras. <laughs> I understand it completely. I'm a tennis god. Wow, another accolade. Yeah. So next week, we're not talking about tennis. We're talking <laughs> about the greatest military force of all time, Navy SEALs. I've never seen this movie. Griff has never seen this movie. It's got Charlie Sheen. It's got Michael Bean. We were talking with Stewart about earlier. Ugh. It's got one of my favorite Bill Paxton's in it, too. We're finally getting a little... I, I'm pretty sure he's in it. Is Busey in it? No. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, I'm getting confused. It. Okay. Because I've been, I've been fucking clamoring for a Busey movie for a while. All I know, it's a movie where... We kill the bad... Good guys kill bad guys. Yeah. By bad guys, I mean Islamic terrorists. <laughs> So join us Jesus next Christ. week for that. Navy SEALs, keep it warm. And have a taste of Steve James. Taste of Steve James. It seems like we're so far apart. Can we really work it out? I don't want to leave another day behind a wall of doubt. Oh, and I'd do anything to make you understand. I've got feelings just like you Why can't you take me as I am?